Welcome, everybody, to the Queer MoCast with KJ and Shimsham presenting. I hope you're all wonderful today. This is KJ, and over here we have... Shimsham. Well, hello. How are you? Um, I was just saying, I'm feeling the teensiest bit under the weather, but we're, we're, we're staying positive, hopefully not the wrong kind of positive. Yes. Um, I am monitoring so far. There's no fever. So just, you know, other colds exist, and that happens sometimes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Luckily, this pandemic will never end. So that's... Good. Oh, thank goodness. I was worried that we weren't going to have to do this for the rest of our lives. Um. <laughs> we are totally going to be that generation where when we're elderly, anytime someone's sick, we're going to be like, don't come over. <laughs> I mean, Which... you should be that way, but we're going to be like, you know, I have an itch. And we'll be like, oh, mm-mm. <laughs> mm-mm. Not keep that over there. With that itch. <laughs> <laughs> I had a weird dream last night. Keep it over there. <laughs> Just, oh, I God. finally have the dreams under control. <laughs> Yeah, you know how everybody's just having the nightmares right now. Um, that That's kind of a different story, I think. Um, well, today, actually, Shimsham does not know what we're talking about today. Uh, it sort of kept them in the dark. I don't, I have no idea. I'm, I'm excited. I'm nervous. Um, I hope we get a little emotional, maybe cry a little. <laughs> we might. You know how we love a good cry. I love to cry. Oh, it's our favorite. <laughs> I so I had mentioned previously that I really wanted to talk about the word queer and how queerness shows up in a lot of different areas. And today I thought it might be fun to do our first but not our last or only dive into queer magic. And how queer people have existed within cultures for millennia, since the beginning. And queer people were a big part of magic and mystery and mystique uh, and spirituality all throughout history. And this will not be... Plenty of other people have done a much better deep dive into how white patriarchal Christianity and colonialism kind of destroyed what was beautiful about queer culture in a lot of cultures around the world. However, we'll talk a little bit about that throughout the, throughout the, the, the teensies, but this will not be a deep dive on that today because we're going to focus specifically on the beautiful, wonderful world of divination, specifically reading our tarot cards. Ooh. Mama, you and I have been trying to find a time for me to read your cards for quite a while, and it just hasn't worked out. So we're going to do a little bit of that today. So tell me, in your own words, what does it mean to read tarot cards? What do you, what comes up for you? Yeah, I guess I, I, I'm trying to think if I've ever had tar- done tarot cards, and I don't think so. So all I know about tarot cards is uh, a witchy lady in a moo-moo um, sits in front of you, <laughs> and she... 
She she puts like five cards in front, some a certain amount of cards. She flips them over, and she'll be like, "Oh, that's the old woman, and she's washing clothes, and that means you're ready for a new outfit." Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, it, what I gather is that tarot card reading. Um, uh, there's, I think each card has a vague meaning, allowing the reader to tailor that vagueness toward what they know about you, to kind of give you a, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it's a prediction or what it is. So that was actually pretty good. I do enjoy the fact that your vision of a tarot card reader uh, uses she, her pronouns. Um, (laughs) I I do enjoy that. No, it's, um, so tarot card reading has an interesting history and a lot of it is also steeped. Like there's, there's different, there's so many different card decks these days, but um, there were a couple of, specific i want to pull up some pictures for you i'm gonna put this all right let me sync this link in the chat here for you maybe there we go clicky clicky double clicky that is such a long long (laughs) (laughs) okay so kj has sent me a link to an etsy and let's see if i can zoom in on these images so they are the king of pentacles i won't there's quite a few i won't say them all but he is um he he's like a king he has a scepter uh i don't he's i don't know if he's wearing a cloak or a blanket but it's stunning and he's holding up a pentagram which is very witchy um, maybe I'll just go through and see if I recognize any. They're not all labeled. I feel like I've heard of cups. This one's called the Page of Cups. That I haven't heard of. The Hanged Man. I feel like that sounds familiar, but they're not killing him. He's just, like, hanging upside down. And then, have I recognized... Lots of, um, pentagrams. What is, do you know what a pentagram is? Like, where that comes so, from? Yeah, they, it comes from a lot of different places. The star, the five-pointed, uh, like, symbol comes from a lot of different cultures. It means a lot of different things. In Wicca, it's the four different, so, like, earth, wind, fire, water, earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. Ooh. Um, in Wicca, and also, it... it all of these things carry multiple definitions. It's very intersectional. Uh, magic and witchcraft and like the spiritual nature of a lot of this is sort of in the eye of the beholder for some people. I uh, have really started subscribing to the idea of like e- eclectic mysticism and eclectic witchcraft where I sort of, I'm essentially picking and choosing the things I like and uh, not necessarily subscribing to a more which you know me i don't like it when something is too this is how things are done all the time it do, it never works for me Mm-mm. so my window into all of this was through the tarot deck and the tarot deck is a card game essentially it's a card game with 78 cards in the modern tarot deck set and there's the major and the minor arcana and the major arcana is uh things like the world judgment I'll go through uh, all of them as a list um, for you, and I can link link some things here. But those are those cards have specific meanings, and they kind of create a cycle, a story, 
which starts with the fool, the fool's journey, coming all the way through the end to judgment and the world. And the minor arcana is the ones that, that you were just talking about. There's the ace through ten of pentacles, swords, cups, and wands. And those have been changed in different versions of the decks. It's not always wands. It's not always pentacles. Sometimes it's coins. Um, because pentacles are actually coins. They're, they're, they're like money or they symbolize possessions. Oh, and okay. wands symbolize fiery passion. Cups are the emotional center and swords are like cool logic cards. Like they get to the, they, they cut through to the heart of something oh, is the idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'll be honest with you. I'm still a fairly fledgling witch. I'm a very fledgling um, magical practitioner and tarot is still something that I am. I would never feel comfortable like teaching a course on this or like taking anybody on a journey of my own making necessarily. But it's fun to get to do this with other people, which is why I'm going to read your cards today. And I'm going to plug a couple of things. So if when people become tarot card readers, um, do you know, is there any sort of training or certification in the in the world? So there are people who will sell like trainings or will sell uh, classes or basically like seminars essentially or you can or they get together with people right now because we are still in this kind of hybrid virtual and in-person world people have kind of moved over to hosting classes on zoom hosting classes here and there in terms of actual certification that is not something i've even looked into there might be a certification i would argue in a lot of ways you're wasting your money and that is capitalism sinking its claws <laughs> into in, in, into something that could be beautiful and wonderful when you're supporting somebody who wants to like teach you how to read the cards or like different ways to interpret things you're you in a lot of ways can be supporting their like financial situation and you get to kind of pick and choose but to give to a large organization, giving what's called a certification, I would argue that that might be more of a scam than anything else. I, I know. know. <laughs> I can't help living in America thinking, because I'm a nurse, and so, of course, my brain is, so do you become a registered tarot card reader? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I am an educator. I went through, I got my my teaching certification and my master's degree. I understand. And, like, I, I enjoy academic things. I enjoy learning. This is the part of my life that I see as very open and spiritual and free, very separate from sometimes the more prescribed nature of some of the other things that I enjoy um, in my life. And some of the ways that I've been taught because I was raised very, very Catholic. And this is sort of the antithesis to that in a lot of ways. The Christian witchcraft. Ah, uh, yes, the Christian witchcraft. <laughs> That's a whole nother I episode. Say, well, we go to hell for saying that. <laughs> I'd have to believe it's real to go there, I think. <laughs> I think hell is Trump's America. Yes, hell <laughs> is Trump's America. <laughs> well, never mind. Um, <laughs> so the book that I use is called Queering the Tarot by Cassandra Snow, who actually happens to live here in Minneapolis. <gasps> and I follow them. They have are you been to a, a house? No, actually, they go by they, they, them pronouns. Have you been to their house? I have not. Oh. However, I've been to the place that they work. They work at a store called Eye of Horus uh, in Uptown, which is not far from where I live. Oh, we have to go. 
Oh, absolutely. They're a metaphysical shop and I can't wait to take you there. Cool. Uh, they, uh, and, and, uh, they have written now two books. I think they're actually coming out with a third book this year, but they have Queering the Tarot and Queering Your Craft. And I'll put links to these in the show notes. But they're both kind of guides to taking magic and spirituality back to a queer place and how a lot of these things have queer roots, whether they were sort of sussed out or ignored by future generations or sort of reinterpreted in a very binary male-female way. A lot of these cultures that we take some of this ancient magic from celebrated queerness in their gods and goddesses, in their uh, magical, mystical creatures. And it's been a part of, of society and culture for a very long time. So subverting man, woman, the binary is nothing new in a lot of ways. We just have better, not better, we have more clear terminology, I think, in recent years, more than ever before, that is more mainstream and understood. And I think just like anything, because I have a little bit of exposure to that. Um, If if anyone's not familiar, um, Minneapolis used to have a Beltane parade and Beltane is May Day, um, which is a fertility celebration. And I'm not even sure where it comes from, if it comes from like Irish Druids or the Welsh. It is, it's, it's from <laughs> the Welsh. Um, so no, yeah, exactly. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. Continue. Sorry, I interrupted. Oh, no. I, I, so I was just going to say, so I used to love to go to that parade and a lot of people who identify as, um, I guess you would call it neo-paganism because it's modern and <laughs> but um I was asking them about queer people in neo-paganism and they said that just like anything there are historical origins where queer people were really accepted and then there were also pagans that were very strict about gender gender roles and so I found that a little bit disappointing that just like anything <laughs> there were there were queer people and there were also um, very strict gender roles, so. Yep. And so Beltane does come from the Celts, okay. is a, a major place. However, and I guess the Celts are England, Scotland, Wales, and Ireland, like all of yes. them? Yes. <laughs> yep. Well, because they were, uh, yeah, they were, that, that particular area of Northern Europe is where they, because you have the Norse mythology and the Vikings who lived up in Scandinavian countries, and you have the more ancient Greek and Roman before Rome converted to Christianity. Um, their their festivals have all kind of become hybrided together in a lot of these, sort of like how Halloween and Samhain. Samhain and Halloween are a amalgamation of a lot of different cultural beliefs that came together. And then in America... The ancient Druids <laughs> would let Snickers and Milky Ways out <laughs> for the spirits. <laughs> yes well how else how else were you gonna like placate them to make them to, to make them feel okay a spirit is not gonna visit you for rice and beans they're just not <laughs> they're just not <laughs> and we will do an entire episode on the history of, of Halloween and Samhain because it is one of my favorite I know it's about. so easy to get sidetracked with this topic I had no idea I had so many feelings are you, are you kidding? Uh, <laughs> are, you kidding? <laughs> are you kidding me? No, it's uh. So today we're just gonna do a three card reading, 
Here are our options. We have where you stand now, what you aspire to and how to get there, or what you aspire to, what is standing in your way and how you can overcome it. That one. That one. Okay. So we're going to do a three card spread. And I, I don't know. I've sort of ritualized this for myself a little bit. Let's see if the microphone picks this up. I always shuffle the cards three times. I'm not 100% sure where that comes from. That might be my That my, would be a good ASMR. Training. Deck shuffling. Ooh, deck shuffling. Here, let's, let's have everybody be quiet and sing. I love it. Ooh, that's nice. I get the tingles from that. <laughs> <laughs> and one Who are you more. dating right now? Card shuffling. <laughs> <laughs> Just card shuffling. I'm dating a sound. It's a feeling. Oh my goodness. I'm, da- I'm, da- I'm dating a sound. <laughs> um, okay. And then I'm going to lay out the three cards. And I'm going to tell you what they are. I will hold them up for you as we go along and we'll kind of talk through each of the cards and what they look like and what they have. So what are you, how how are you feeling right now? Talk us through how you're feeling about this at the moment. I'm excited. I'm, I'm hoping it can solve all my problems. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Solving all your problems. Okay. So this is really interesting because your first card is the eight of pentacles and Which is money yes the money but also money. like materials and sometimes uh it, it, it's not but but it's also everything can come back to a spiritual place as well so sometimes it's like material things wealth it can also talk about like feeling spiritually depleted talk you know like like feeling like uh instead of being poor of money you're kind of poor in spirit at the oh, moment i'm poor in um, both she needs our help y'all we're here we're here to do it but the eight of pentacles so this is actually a queer tarot deck that i found i'm i'm in the process of of getting a bunch of new tarot decks because i want a bunch to kind of play around with this one is just the pride tarot deck which was the first of the lgbtq tarot decks that i wanted to look at i really love this one it has an artist who is sitting and kind of drawing the same pentacle over and over again they're on their eighth pentacle sort of sitting down i really like this card for you right now because the eight of pentacles i'm actually going to read a little bit from cassandra's book because there is a quote here that i really like um at the beginning okay so the i will link this in the show notes but in the mundane LGBTQQIPS2A+, and they write that every single time. I will just, I I will say LGBTQ+, from now on. Okay. Seekers are probably thinking about going back to college or a vocational program for nonprofit work or community building. And this card is showing up as a good omen for that course. It could show up for someone who wants to learn how to do necessary work in their community, but who needs a mentor or advisor first. Many queer seekers go into their schooling or adult life not sure who they are and not sure what life truly holds for them. The eight is definitely a next step card, but often can lead uh, lead us to a calling we don't know we had. It's important to spend some time navigating the waters after you first come out, working to simply find your footing, and once we've done that for a while, our place in our community becomes crystal clear. That's when this eight shows up to encourage us to gather the tools we need to build the resource or skill set our queer community needs from us. 
End quote. Ah, I love that. So, and I do know you, and I know you fairly well, and I know that you have had a tumultuous relationship with the career path that you have chosen. You love it. It makes you feel like you're giving back in some ways. You love being a nurse. You love being a medical practitioner. But it can also be a very difficult world to navigate as a queer person because the medical field has not kept up with the times in a lot of ways, even though the, the studies really make it clear. Um, <laughs> a lot of what they have to say is wrong. Um, so I'm interested. Tell me what you feel or think about that. Yeah, well, the, the what really resonated is, so my history with, like, community building is... Um, I used to volunteer for LGBTQ youth group here in the Chippewa Valley, and that was really fulfilling. It was, um, I think it really helped me, uh, to work with queer youth. If it helped me see the problems in my specific community and feel like I was helping a little bit. Um, and then I've had an, we do have a LGBTQ center in town, and um, I was always trying to be a good volunteer, and I really wasn't, <laughs> because I was always trying to get my degree. And so, as a student, for me, school was rough. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I do not excel in school, because I hate homework. Um, so, uh, all the time needed to do... So, anyway, I was always trying to volunteer, and then... So, um, but to the point... That When you were reading that description, I was really thinking about how... So I kind of stopped trying to volunteer with the queer community here because I needed to get my degree, I needed to focus on school, and now that I am a nurse, um, I was in a brand new field, and that was very stressful. So kind of hearing that, I was kind of like, you know, you're so right. Um, now that I've I'm a little bit more stable in my career... Uh, I am feeling spiritually depleted, and um, it would be good to try and get involved with the queers here, because it's very easy to think, I live in a smaller community, I don't see a lot of queer people, I'll just think about the day I leave. I mean, I don't know if I will move, maybe I will, I always have in the back of my head that I will leave to a bigger area, but there are queer people here. And I should connect to my community more. So that that card feels really spot on. And what I really love about it is that it's not telling you that, like, you should have done anything. What it's saying is, like, now could be the moment. You have kind of what you need in a lot of ways. And it might be something that will bring you the fulfillment that you feel like you're missing. So. Yeah. Well, that was some... good. And... For those who know about nursing jobs, I am finally working a Monday through Friday job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to volunteer, I could actually schedule it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And you know what? Uh, this is really interesting because your second card here in the what is standing in your way place. Yeah. It's actually the card that comes before this in the suit of pentacles this is the seven of pentacles and i love this 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 particular artwork is gorgeous let's just talk a little bit about it oh that's like a monk meditating under i don't know if that's the tree of life 
So there's yes, it's it's like a tree and also the chakras and also it's yeah, the the sun, the moon, the stars, there's a a knife and a rope. Like there's it's the the idea is that you have the tools and you have the things that you need. And again, we're going to read just a little bit from uh Queering the Tarot because I thought this particular passage really works really nicely for this. So The Seven of Pentacles can be an exciting but also terrifying time. Whoever we have been and whoever we are now, it is time to contemplate our next steps. And that's really where I think we're focusing for you. So, whether we have seen an attempt at a new life get overturned and ruined, have done the planting and are waiting to see what happens, or it is time to start planting, the Seven of Pentacles will show up to let us know that this is our time in our field to create in. The trade-off, however... (sighs) is that it's time to start thinking about the big picture and where we want to be in 15 years. We all have goals for the next week, month, or year, but the Seven of Pentacles wants us to go a step further and actually focus on the things we hope to accomplish by the end of our lives, but likely haven't started yet. And this chapter goes on to talk about the reason that they're focusing on this for queer people is that for a lot of us queers, we don't come to fruition in our lives in a lot of ways until much later than our cis straight counterparts. And that's especially true for gender nonconforming people. And it's especially, especially true for queer and gender nonconforming people of color. And I think for you, what I'm getting from this is sort of like the eight, you kind of have these glimmers in your head of what it is you want. And now maybe it's time to put something on paper or a few things in place for the next steps for where it is you want to be. So I'm curious, have you, have you any ideas inside your head of some things that maybe you'd like to do to meld your queer self with your current training and where you want to go in the future? Oh my gosh. That is just, it seems so perfect. And so as Everyone knows who knows us. We are loving the podcast maintenance phase. (laughs) And I think one of the reasons is because my whole goal in life forever was just to be thin. Like, what a sad goal. Like, it's not a career goal. It's not a... It's it, it it's not a it's not even a love life goal because it doesn't address a romantic life. It's just about losing weight and that's that for so long was all I was focused on. And so I do like that card because I feel like by listening to this maintenance phase podcast and also just a lot of growing as you do in your 20s and 30s um Realizing that, like, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, who gives a shit <laughs> about your weight? Because life is just about so much more. And also, the older you get, the less you give a shit about... Not that you can't have sex as a as a fat person. Absolutely can. Have done it. It's great. Um, <laughs> but to you also, go. You go, mama. <laughs> but also to not... I, I also think... Um, gay and gender nonconforming males tend to place a higher emphasis on sex to be happy. I know I have in the past. And and, and so anyway, thinking about a lot of things, um, 
I feel like that card just makes me think about, I do kind of need to do, like, what do I want to accomplish with my life? And those goals have nothing to do with weight loss, and they have nothing to do with relationships or sex. I think having a relationship is great, and for some people, that's part of their goal. But for me, I think I that's something I need to explore. Um... And, and and also be more open-minded to different things. To be like, yeah. Anyway, that's a lot of thoughts happening. But I like that. To, I feel like I do want to do some thinking about what do I want to accomplish with my life? And it has nothing to do with those things. Because those are things I really cared about in my 20s. Um I kind of don't care anymore. Like no, <laughs> so <laughs> no, no. I, I that I hear exactly what what you're saying because, like, of course, when we're raised in this soup around us of like telling us we have to look a certain way, be a certain way, make more money, work more, do more, blah. Like it's that all the time. And why aren't you that rich influencer on on Instagram <sighs> yet? And it's like, well, because of a whole lot of reasons. Right? Yeah. And again, head on over to maintenance phase. They've got some great episodes about that. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, but I really love that because I think we're, we're both in similar but different ways moving into that chapter of our lives where we're like, I don't, I don't align with a lot of the values I had when I was 20 and 21 and 22. And mm-hmm. you know what? Thank goodness. Um, I, I think Aubrey said it when they were talking about the Australian influencer on their most recent episode when she was like, I was not somebody that you should have been listening to their opinions at that age. Like, no, me either. Um, But I thought I was. Oh, I thought (laughs) I was. Um, And even now, I tell a lot of my students, like, I am trying to be an authority on this for you so that you understand and that we keep going, but I'm not going to be right about it all the time. And you can challenge me. And I want you to find, like, don't search for holes in my narrative. Like, that's obnoxious. But, mm-hmm. like, like, help us fill in some of these holes in our, like, gaps in our knowledge. And I think there's something really beautiful about that. And I think what I'm hearing is that you're kind of ready to see, like, that, like, weight loss and, and, and our wellness or, or like, thinny beta gorgeous or whatever, blah, 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 like, you know, was- whatever, whatever was, like, the, the thing. Those were parts of the path that we're now like diverging from, but they still can teach us something Mm -hmm. and moving forward and kind of helping you figure out where it is you want to go. And your third card, I'm actually really astonished. It's been a while since I've had the same suit the entire time in a reading. Um, you this got the deck queen. really thinks <laughs> I'm bankrupt in pentacles. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot, again, a lot of it is, uh, it's about like things that, that you might be missing or like foundations that are not feeling really strong. And you got the queen of pentacles and I want to show you this one. Finally. This is, look at this. Beautiful. Oh, it's right, a, what are you seeing? It's a beautiful person of color with like a uh, vibrant head wrap. They're wearing a gorgeous dress, and they have. And then it's like it's either the sun or the moon, maybe at dusk or dawn behind them. Ah, uh, it's lovely. And what what what's really interesting about this particular card is that this one is in your. What can you do to overcome? What's, what's kind of stopping you? And we kind of talked about what's what's like stopping you might be some of the beliefs you're holding on to or some of the things that you used to think you wanted and now you're kind of discovering 
that maybe you want different things from life. And we have to maybe go back to the drawing board and really like establish what those are. This card is about finding the people in your life around you or the areas or the organizations that can help you do that. And so this card usually depicts a, usually a motherly type of a figure, but somebody who is well-grounded, well-centered, they've got what they need and they are living life and they're doing what they got to do. And they tend to be the people that bring others to them. The type of, you know, the mama bears, the, the drag moms, the owners and managers of clubs that are specifically there to help bring in youth that are to, to get them in some place. Now, you and I are not huge into the like drinking and bars and club scene anymore, but that was a huge part of, of queer culture. But now we're finding there's coffee shops that host events for queer people. There are queer people that create their own little spaces in cafes or different areas. And I think how you're going to overcome or let me reword that, how you're going to move forward with some of the goals that you're now establishing for yourself is going to be to seek out other people who are like-minded, but also maybe have a few more tools in their tool belt, a few more elements of that that are centered. I'm thinking of the people in our lives that we both know that like, you look at them and you look at their presence in person and online and you're like, you've got this on lock and you know who you are and you know what you stand for, you know what you believe and you know how to go out there and make something happen. And I'm right there in that camp with you. I'm definitely like, okay, now's our time. You know, like we have the opportunity to build a better world. And I think the way we're going to do it is by A, making the decision to do it and also finding the people who maybe know a little bit more or have a little bit more in the way of resources or experience who can really take us on that journey and meld our resources together. So. Oh, that was wonderful. I wish I could read your tarot, but I do not have tarot cards. That's okay. I was just going to pull a single card for myself. Okay. But usually I'll just pull a card like, okay, something to keep in mind today. Something for me to have in the back of my head about the day ahead or before I leave the house to go teach. What is something to keep in mind for if tonight gets really rough? Or if I know I have that student that I'm like, I love you. You put me through it. <laughs> like, um, what am I going to do about that? And so I'm going to pull my card right now. Oh, interesting. So I just got the Wheel of Fortune. And so this is a major arcana card. Uh. (laughs) Wheel. Oh, no. Um, And this one is usually depicted with either the Zodiac or it's depicted. It's usually depicted. Oh, I forgot to pull it up for you. So this is this one. I love the artwork on this one. It's black and white. You you described me. It looks complicated. Yeah. So this has what looks almost like a disco ball in the middle, but also a checkerboard game board that also has arrows around it and a somebody who is wearing the most delicious pair of like pleaser pumps and a group of people who are watching and dancing looks like they're at a nightclub in fact this might actually be the stone wall and it looks like some broken bottles and there's also fire in the bottom so there's 
the the wheel of fortune talks about cycles and talks about how change happens in our lives so there are some cards that are very scary to people one of them is the the tower because it's a lightning struck tower that looks like devastation and like things are going to fall apart in your life another one is death or the devil because they have really really negative connotations but they usually talk about the end of something something coming to an end and the wheel of fortune is kind of about those cycles those cycles of beginning middle and end and where you're at in them and uh, one of the things that cassandra talks about in creating the tarot is adaptability the ability to adapt to those changes And what they write here is adaptability is one such trait and it reigns in this card as the key to the querent success. Learn to adapt, the Wheel of Fortune says. May the best, make the best out of change and success is yours. And they go on to talk about how this card has like really good femme energy Mm -hmm. and how it is a card that's like, yeah, like stuff's going to happen. Stuff is going to happen and it's how you deal with it, how you handle it, that really like separates uh separates the queers from the heads i'm just kidding no that card's (laughs) kind of getting in your face yeah (laughs) a a little bit and and sometimes sometimes they do that's like occasionally i will pull a card and it's like get it together (laughs) get it together queen um and how how did you handle it you know i slept for two days that's how card come on and you know what sometimes (laughs) that's right um so one one thing I always like to bring up is that I don't read these as like be all end all. I'm divining exactly what's going to happen in the future. I don't really believe that that's possible necessarily. But I also don't know if clairvoyance is real or not. Like that's something that I want to believe in. It's very interesting. It's very cool. That is not what I'm doing here at all with my own personal practice. It's about giving me a place to meditate from. And something to like sit down and think about. And I journal usually when I read my tarot cards. Um, I have some really interesting and possibly insightful notes in my journal. And some really like dumb stuff that I probably (laughs) wrote. um, Because I freeform write. I don't plan out what I'm going to write in my journal. And so the Wheel of Fortune today is just kind of telling me like, yeah, like we're still, we're really going through it. We're in the middle of a cycle here. And just continue to adapt to the situation, put the boundaries up where you need to have the boundaries and make the changes that you need to, to make sure that you could just kind of keep on. And that sometimes it is going to get really tough. And though that's when, you know, you, you look at some of the other cards around you, like what can you do? Who can you turn to? Where can you turn? And cause again, <laughs> that wheel does keep on turning. So what changes are you going through right now? Well, uh, one thing I, I will say is we're still in this era of pandemic life. And I'm trying to make decisions as I go along. Like, do I go to that event? Do I not go to this event? Do I call out from work because I had an exposure? Do I not call out? Do I, <clears throat> I'm kind of feeling under the weather. I'm like, oh, is this as bad as I think it is? Or am I just not feeling super great right now? I'm also, I have asthma and I have terrible allergies. Those Two things sometimes just make me feel crummy. Um, so those are, that's that's a big part of it. And also, I'm kind of making some decisions about where it is I want to take my career. I'm in the middle of finally like getting together with people, either virtually or in person, to record 
music for my musical. I'm going to put together an actual concept demo album with other voices besides my own. And I'm putting all of the music onto paper in an actual score. So it's going to have a physical score that I'm going to have done by June. And we're looking to do a, either a concert version of it or possibly a staged reading stage, like reading performance of it in late September or in October. If, if I had my way, it would be on Halloween. Yeah. We'll see. Um, because it takes place on Halloween, but, um, and I'm, I'm kind of having to make decisions like, okay, where do I want to put my time and energy? It's me. You're wondering, has this run its course? <laughs> Three episodes in, everybody. We've peaked. We've nailed it. Yeah. Um. But Shim Sham is more of a, a energy vampire draining me of all, all that. Is a psychic vampire, as it were. <laughs> that was a little meditative reading for you, Mama. So take what you can from that. How do you feel? I loved it. I really liked it. I, I I liked. I actually like that tarot. I feel like some people might be like the vagueness makes it um like grifty, but I actually like the vagueness because then it can I can make it fit me, and I feel like it actually gave me some valuable insight. So I'm pro tarot. The way that I use this is as a spiritual practice that kind of grounds me to something because I was raised in such a damaging and abusive, but still spiritual environment that it's, it's something that's been missing in my life. And this is something, this area, magics and mysticism kind of already vibe with the things that I already love, Halloween and Samhain, holidays that have historical value in other cultures. Um, scary movies and horror movies, which has always been a part of my life, like monsters, demons, ghouls, all of that. I love every single bit of it. And this is one small piece of how I kind of connect to that part of myself. And I'm so happy I got to connect with you on it today. I know. And I like that book. I'll have to get that book. It's really, really good. And Queering Your Craft, which I didn't read anything out of today, Queering Your Craft is like different ways that you can find magic and practice it in your day-to-day life without having to like break the bank and be one of those people that has like an entire you know an an entire like like stockpile of like quote-unquote magical items because again capitalism is a bitch (laughs) and it makes you think that if you don't have money you can't do things and if anyone's listening and they're feeling skeptical i i would just think is this really so different than maybe like reading a prayer and identifying with that that prayer is vague that's a vague ass prayer and you're just kind of or or what else daily affirmations yeah they're vague they allow they're they're specific enough to be meaningful and vague enough to fit to your life so um and i am definitely someone who loves a daily affirmation i really do i'm that girl <laughs> I, she has a calendar <laughs> a calendar of daily affirmation. I do though. I like that stuff. Yeah. So. And I'm not saying these are the same. I'm just com- I'm comparing them. No, there's the there's same. definitely <laughs> comparisons that can be drawn. And I also would love to do uh, a, a chat in the future about how this also kind of lines up with some of the ways I was trying to find spirituality in my life was through food and wellness culture mm-hmm. and buying things that were marketed as like you're you're improving your health and the environment 
you're, you know what I mean? Like, like I was trying to find like a spiritual connection to like, like ethical consumerism, which does not exist under capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, and this feels a lot better. <laughs> it helps me ground to the world around me and also like gets me into the introspective part of my brain so that the constant mechanical worrying of my mind can get channeled at the very least into something that slows me down for a second. I got to sit down to do this. I got to do it for a little while and it requires a little bit of time, which really helps me. So I love it. I'm so happy we got to do this today. Yay. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that with me. That was, it was actually pretty cool. And Absolutely. we'll do it again sometime along with other things as well. We'll talk about some other practices. Yeah. In a future episode, we'll just bombard people on the street and read, read their cards. <laughs> Billy Eichner, but for tarot cards. For tarot. Uh, We'll be like, why are you emotionally bankrupt? Come back here. You're going to die up there. Uh, But, well, Mama, shall we close it out? How do we want to say goodbye today? Uh, I just want to tell everyone, well, first of all, thank you for listening, all five of you. Wonderful. Mm. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) And just be patient with yourself during this pandemic. I know I have to keep reminding myself that I may not be meeting all my goals or making every day super productive, but we're still dealing with the stress and anxiety, and I really don't think there is a career right now that is not affected by, like like you said, we're still <laughs> every other week being told, notified that we've had an exposure. We're like, come on. <laughs> Again, (laughs) well, and, and, and to that point, you know, when, when you read and you find out that like, oh, like this might, this could be a time for me to look into it and and, into like progressing forward or making forward strides. Sometimes the best thing you can do for yourself is to go to bed, drink a little bit more water or like stop for a few moments if you can and are able, and that's open to you to just like stop for a few seconds and feel not feel like you have to create and consume every moment of the day. So, and just spread the love right now because Lord knows we've got enough of everything else. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How, how do we, how do we end it before? We cheers the microphone. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, shall we cheers it? Okay. All right. Cheers. Slancha. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be really loud. (laughs) 